Welcome to the Catch 22 Minutes podcast, where we discuss some of the UK's major social challenges. We speak to frontline experts, industry leaders, and people with lived experience, all in pursuit of ideas for reforming public services. My name is Josie Cochran, Comms Manager at Catch 22, and in this season, alongside our guests, we'll be focused on solutions. Solutions which could impact every aspect of the justice sector, from how we support victims to the way individuals are supported in our prisons and in the community. Foreign nationals make up 11% of the total prison population in the UK. HMP Wandsworth is known for having a significant foreign national population, so much so that in 2021 they mobilised a foreign national service now delivered by Catch-22. But in most prisons there is no specific support for these individuals, despite their needs being complex in comparison and there being a need for specialist knowledge and support. This is particularly concerning when they may face deportation after spending much of their lives in the UK. Many of them now consider the UK as home. The specialised support needed for foreign national prisoners includes those issues relating to their immigration status, how they might contact family or understanding their rights as a prisoner, rights which they are very much entitled to. To add to this, the pandemic posed further issues for detained foreign nationals, with the transfers of sentences effectively coming to a halt, with travel restrictions and border closures. In today's episode, we are discussing the challenges UK prisons face with foreign national offenders, the impact these challenges have on individuals themselves, and how the justice system could address both. Offering insight from inside the prison gates, we are joined by Jeff Smith, Director at BEST, the Befriending and Support Team for Foreign Nationals, and Naomi McGrath, Senior Operations Manager in Catch-22's Justice Hub. But first, let's hear about one of Catch-22's own service users, currently a foreign national inside the prison gates. Due to lack of his language, he was anxious and he needed some updates on his immigration case. I contacted OMU department. The relevant information was provided for the service user. And after that, his well-being has been increased. Hi, Jeff, and hi, Naomi. Starting with you, Jeff, could you tell us a bit more about your work at BEST? Best has been in the prison for five years now. Our remit is entirely the foreign national population, which at Wandsworth is about 48% of, of the total. And we're there really to do two things. I mean, one is to support the staff itself, because the staff are not sufficiently equipped or prepared or don't have the sufficient resources to deal with such a large foreign national population. But the other, of course, is, is to help the, the foreign national themselves and particularly given our short resources to prioritise what's most important, and that is prison security uh, and deal with the sash cases, suicide and self-harm, which do tend to be high amongst the foreign nationals because they are a vulnerable group for for fairly obvious reasons. Cut off from their their loved ones, they sometimes find it difficult to, to be in touch by telephone or otherwise with their loved ones. They lack money, they lack local support. Um, and the officers, the staff, HMPPS, are not trained in ways of overcoming the fundamental issues that we have to deal with, such as uh, dealing with a, a language barrier, uh, bearing in mind that something like 15 to 20% of the foreign nationals speak effectively no English. So something as basic as overcoming the foreign national is, is absolutely fundamental to what 
what foreign national support is all about in in every prison with a significant foreign national population. And Naomi, could you just give us a bit of background on on your work? So I'm Senior Operations Manager for Catch-22 and I oversee um, the Foreign National Service within HMP Wandsworth. The main aims of the Catch-22 Foreign National Support Service is to build positive relationships with foreign national offenders in the establishment and to enable the foreign national offenders to have the confidence to engage with the prison regime. Um, Previously, we know that there was an awful lot of isolation amongst the foreign national population and that a lot of the foreign national prisoners weren't accessing sort of the most basic regime. Um, So we really hope that we can empower them with practical skills and increasing their understanding of not just the justice system in the UK, but of life in prison in the UK and working towards increasing their confidence and motivation whilst in custody, which in turn we hope will help them to access purposeful activity whilst they're in custody as well. Naomi, do you want to give us a bit more about the impact of being a foreign national within a UK jail? What challenges are are these individuals facing beyond what other prisoners might face? Yeah, I think there's there's such a vast array of challenges that foreign national prisoners um, face. There's obviously sort of the obvious issues of language barriers, um, which come with sort of a really, a real lack of understanding sometimes of the justice system, sometimes even a lack of understanding as to why they're in custody in the first place. Um, And there are sort of ways and means for us to overcome the language barriers. We have sort of services that we can use as translation services. Um, But again, with that, there are issues, um, especially for sort of the frontline staff who are dealing with these men and trying to support them on a daily basis. Um, These translation services aren't always easy to access um, and easy to use. So I think with that those sort of language barriers there comes um, an awful lot of isolation within the foreign national population a lot of foreign national men don't necessarily even understand why they're in custody which must be so confusing and cause so much isolation there's an awful lot of mental health concerns within the foreign national population as well and as jeff sort of touched on um, in terms of self-harm and suicide that's sort of disproportionate within the foreign national population there's obviously as well a lot of a lot of um, confusion often around sort of the legal issues that surround the foreign nationals being in custody in the UK. Um, an awful lot of the men in custody aren't serving any sort of custodial, they're not on remand, they're not awaiting sentencing for a criminal charge. A lot of them are simply awaiting sort of extradition. And I think there's a huge lack of understanding within that population sometimes as to why they are being held, how long they're going to be held for a lot of them aren't actually facing criminal charges at all. They're just awaiting extradition or they're sort of awaiting asylum claim responses. Um, So there's, yeah, there's so many different reasons for the foreign national population to be held in custody. Um, And I don't think that there's very much communication often between sort of the Home Office and the foreign national prisoners themselves, which just sort of increases anxiety and um, confusion amongst a lot, a lot of the men, which is really difficult for them to manage and the staff to manage as well. Um, I just want to agree completely with what Naomi was saying and to add, if, if somebody said, what is the single most important function that we, we carry out, I would say it's to listen. Very often we cannot alter whether or not a person will be deported or extradited or repatriated or whatever it is. But one of the key things that we address is to prevent 
prisoners and people in immigration detention from feeling neglected. Because in terms of excessive increases in violence and exposure to the risk of suicide and self-harm, it is the perception of neglect that is one of the things that seriously can undermine a prison. So although it may sound very mundane, I would say actually listening to people and letting them get off their chest what it is that makes them very anxious, what they're worried about, is very helpful. Obviously, where we can, we will identify a practical solution. We will help them to translate papers they've been served so that they understand them. If they're not in touch with lawyers, we will help them to get in touch with lawyers and, and, and so forth. But often it's just listening so that the perception of neglect is, is overcome and defeated. And speaking on those challenges, could you give us an overview of the kind of challenges the prisons are facing dealing with foreign nationals in the prison? Um, I can imagine language being a pretty significant one, but any others there? One of the areas that Catch-22 and BEST are concentrating in particular on at the moment is inductions. And because that's such a clear example, I'll use it in answer to your question. If somebody comes into the prison, for example, an Afghan who speaks no English, Pashto will be a minority language that might be difficult to find somebody who can interpret, which means he may enter the prison in a state of extreme anxiety, unable to contact his loved ones, to tell them where he is, the sort of situation he's in, quite possibly got no money. What will compound all of those anxieties and actually make it potentially dangerous is inability to communicate. So it's why we're inductions every morning on inductions Catch-22 or BEST is present to make sure that an induction is conducted properly so that if there is a sash risk, suicide and self-harm, it is identified, it is put on NOMIS, prison staff are aware of it. And if you take the converse situation where that falls off the radar, it is positively dangerous because somebody then might enter the prison for a period of days, potentially weeks, in a heightened state of anxiety inflicting serious self-harm with razors or whatever it might be. And that will continue until it is identified and, and addressed. And I'm sure Naomi and, and Catch-22 colleagues have seen this. Once that communication barrier is come, overcome, invariably the stress level falls dramatically. Not in most cases, invariably it's the case. So inductions, good, efficient inductions, and I think that's an area that we are now beginning slowly to win is an example of how good foreign national support can help both the foreign national prisoners and the staff to run the prison efficiently, reducing violence levels and, and sash levels. A lot of these men are very anxious, they're very confused, they need a bit of reassurance and they need somebody to listen to them and to make them feel as though they're being listened to. And the frontline operational staff just do not have the capacity to do that, um, especially not with using language translation services. So, for example, the big word that I touched on, um, it, it can be time consuming. Um, it requires certain sort of physical resources, which tend to go missing if you don't keep an eye on them too much. It's just the way that the environment is at the moment. There's just not the time to give these men the support that they require. Would you say it's sort of exclusively third sector organisations that are providing that support? I think it would be unfair to say that. I think some of the, the operational staff do the very best that they can within their 
um, sort of time that they have available. But I think the majority of the sort of emotional and practical support probably does come from either foreign national reps, um, so their peers within within the custody or third sector agencies. Yeah. Are you aware of any other sort of you said about peer mentors there and we've actually we've got an episode lined up in future to look at the sort of power of peer mentorship. Are you aware of any other kind of support available to foreign nationals while they're in custody? Um, Do you think enough is being done? In terms of on site on a regular basis, so based within the prison, as far as I'm aware, there's nothing else um, other than Catch-22 and Best. Obviously, you've got the immigration team. but that that's sort of a different remit. Is enough being done? No, um, quite frankly, it's not. We do rely quite heavily on the foreign national reps, um, who are a group of men within the prison that between Catch-22 and Best, we have sort of trained and they're interviewed and they're given proper job descriptions and they're seen and managed sort of on a regular basis between Best and Catch-22. And they're a really invaluable resource. They, without them, our jobs would be an awful lot more difficult than they are. Um, and I know Jeff would agree with that, I think. And I think a lot of, there's a lot of mistrust between the foreign national population and staff. And I don't know, I think that comes from a number of different things. Sometimes it's because within the prison system, um, in their home countries, wherever they, if they've experienced prison systems in other countries before, um, there's not as much support sometimes as there is within our prisons and there's a lot of uh, mistrust sometimes especially if there's immigration proceedings people are reluctant to go to activities or um, appointments because they're not sure what the appointment is there's a lack of understanding and they're not sure whether there's any other reason that they're being asked to attend this meeting other than somebody wants to provide them with support so the foreign national reps play a huge part in that in I guess reassuring the prisoners that the support services are there to support them. They build a huge bridge between ourselves and the foreign national population. Can I just add what, what, one other positive, which I think could be developed, but it sheds a light on the, on the way that custodial time can be spent more productively. Education and access to books. The, 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 the quality of teaching in Wandsworth, from what I've seen, is actually very high. Uh, and obviously learning English as a, as a foreign language is an extremely popular course where the supply is nowhere near the demand. But on also books, foreign language books, there's a good, Wandsworth has a, a very good library, and a lot of foreign language books are also being made available on the wings. A prisoner who is engaged in education and using his mind well is much, much less likely to be a danger, a sash risk, or involved in violence. Somebody who is using their time positively and engaging their brain and thinking in, the, in this manner, it's, it's, a, it's a great way of spending custodial time. Uh, the, the, the positive is that it exists and it's being used well. The thing that needs to be developed is, is as Naomi was alluding to, we are under-resourced. You know, we do need a few more courses. We need better books, better provision, perhaps more dictionaries, uh, simple stuff like this. But when prisoners are asking for books and they're signing up for, for education courses, it, it's, it's a good sign. Because those who are positively engaged in these things and the key initiative that, that Naomi was highlighting, uh, positive engagement with foreign national reps who are key to us, these are the people who are our, if effectively, they're our partners in, in keeping the prison well managed and helping us to perform our task. 
supporting foreign nationals? On that um, education note, when we've talked about the justice system as a whole, a lot of our conversations have come back to how we get people that are in the justice system into sustainable employment once they come out of a prison. Obviously, with foreign nationals, a common outcome for a lot of them will be deportation, even if they've spent a significant portion of their life in the UK. What's your thoughts on sort of how we how we balance that, knowing that maybe that prisoner might be deported? And then also, how do we get them ready for a job that maybe they're not going to get in the UK because they're going to be um, made to leave? We've had conversations about this before and we've sort of gone away from focusing on whether people have the right to work in the UK or not. Um, And we've leaned more towards supporting the foreign national population with sort of developing any skills that they may have that will support them with employment wherever that may be, Um, whether that's within the UK or within another country that they're going to be deported to. We've decided to make that focus more on focusing on confidence, interview skills, practical skills um, that will support them in finding employment wherever wherever they're going to end up. Yeah, it's I mean, deportations in some cases can be heartbreaking to witness because guys who've spent their entire lives here are facing deportation to a country where they do not speak the language. They've got no relatives. They've got no prospects, no money to take out with them and so forth. And it can, in those circumstances where they de facto are as British as you or I, uh, but they are being regarded as people who may be um, deported to an entirely foreign culture in which they've got no prospects. Our main function then is to make sure that their legal rights are not theoretical, that they do have access to legal rights that can kick in so that human rights has a, a meaningful sense for them. And obviously, we cannot uh, alter the law, but what we can do is act as a bridge to make sure that people in that very alarming situation uh, do have legal advice. And the other thing that I think we can help do is to ensure that due process is followed. And what that means is that somebody liable to deportation, there is a certain procedure. They must initially be served with an IS-91, which is basically the Home Office saying, we think you are a foreigner. And in the absence of compelling reason to do otherwise, we're planning to deport you. Tell us what you think. Now, there needs to be a coherent response to that. And if we need to make sure that people who cannot write uh, have got a voice and people who do not have access to a lawyer, if they're entitled to it, do have access to a lawyer so that the law, I mean, fundamentally, so that the law is actually upheld and that people in this very vulnerable situation are properly defended legally and that due process is respected. And any system with these kind of numbers, there will be uh, errors. And sometimes a deport order is served, bang, out of the blue, which is wrong. And in the very few cases where that has, has happened, to their great credit, immigration immediately rectified the situation. But it does mean that foreign national support, Catch-22 and BEST, need to keep an eye on that sort of thing, so that these vulnerable people do have access to meaningful legal rights that can be properly exercised. I think just to touch on that as well, Jeff, just to add to what you've said is that this paperwork that's served is quite often served, well, it's always served in English, and it's quite often not served with an explanation or a conversation. It's sometimes just slid under a door for a a foreign national who doesn't speak any English, um, who perhaps doesn't have a cellmate who speaks any English. You can imagine how sort of confusing, distressing that situation could be. Um, So as Jeff said, sort of 
making sure that that person understands what is happening to them and understands what support um, and their sort of legal rights is really, really important. And again, I think that's another situation where we also rely on the foreign national reps to bring situations like that to our attention sometimes and to, to make sure that they are provided with the support that they need and that they deserve as well. The foreign national reps are essentially a bit of a dormant asset. Some of them are very good at what they do. They take a genuine interest in the welfare of their fellow prisoners, and they really want to communicate with us. But the fact is, with the best of intentions and even working hard, we do not have the time to follow up and see them as often as we want and, and do the necessary things to ensure that they have the training and all that they need to do their job properly. But if we can bring this dormant asset, the foreign nationals, on every wing of the prison to life, I think that's going to be a, a major step forward. And I know that Catch-22 and BEST are focusing on specifically that as an area where we, we are steadily improving, but we want to get better and better because we think that will deliver a tangible good results for, for all concerned. Thank you so much for joining us, Jeff and Naomi. As we heard in that discussion, anxiety and self-harm amongst foreign nationals are considerably higher than the general prison population. And that in itself, as well as being traumatic for the individuals involved, results in a more volatile and unsettled prison population, an environment where rehabilitating becomes even more difficult. But Jeff and Naomi also highlighted the difference that targeted support can make, from providing a listening ear and facilitating peer support, to making sure legal procedures are followed in the person's preferred language, to offering education and employability support that will give the person hope for the future. There are clearly initiatives that can be introduced across this sector to give prisoners purpose and preparing them for release, wherever that may be.